it, Gary. Again, here we are on uh, month two of recording with you. This is our second podcast together. Um, it looks like next month we'll be switching up a little bit. Am I right? Probably so. Probably get some more um, city leaders, kind of whether it be the chief of police, fire chief, whoever it is, emergency manager, just a variety of different people to, again, uh, communicate better these roles to the city of, of Keene. Sound good? That'll work. Do you have any ideas on who you guys want to do for the future? Well, uh, <clears throat> talked about maybe having our public information officer, Nathan. Uh, I've been thinking about that, but you threw out another good suggestion, our emergency management coordinator, which is our fire chief. So, uh, yeah, one of those two we'll try to line up for next month and then the other one the following. Yeah, I'd like to kind of even <clears throat> go through the start, the cycle of people, yeah. even if it comes down to, you know, talking to each city council member. Or I, I think also there, there's a lot of roles in the city that people don't realize are there. And a big role that occurred this past disaster with the, the freeze was the water department. And even talking to somebody about their, their role in what they do for the city for water. Because, again water <laughs> you don't realize how important it is to have a streaming flow of water until it's gone and so hearing some of those roles um what they do i think is pretty pretty important all right since last month what were some of the things that for you stood out for this past past month i know there were some big deals that happened the past month for for y'all well, first of all is our city manager resigning and going on uh, and where is he going to Wimberley, as I understand yeah. it, geez. So uh, it's been in their paper. So I guess. oh, really? <laughs> and uh, it's. I guess I was telling you earlier. Wimberley is beautiful. Yes. You have a daughter that lives out there, right? Yes. And her mother-in-law called me right away. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait. Uh, so she saw the newspaper, yeah. knew that he was your city manager, and called you. Said, yeah. "What's up?" Well, it said in there, he's coming from Keene. So. That's funny. Yes, she called me right away. But Is Michael, he going to be the city manager there as well? City administrator, administrator, I think they call theirs. See, Wimberley just incorporated a few years ago. They haven't been a, an official city in the state of Texas for really? too many years. Huh. They've, they've been there, but not what is it, incorporated. What does that mean? What is? I didn't even know you couldn't be an, an unofficial city. Well, if you're just a spot in the road... <laughs> You're yeah. not incorporated, and that's the way Wimberley kind of grew up. And I'm not sure that a lot of folks really wanted them to be incorporated. But uh, once you incorporate, then you're on the map, and you elect a mayor and everything. Before then, hmm. you really don't. So There's kind of a group of buildings. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, what is the plan for the future city manager? What are you all going to do in the meantime? Well, we've been... Uh, we went to SGR, which is a temp agency for municipal type employees, and we have interviewed four candidates uh, there. And uh, they've also suggested another one that we'll interview Monday. And we may come out of this with an interim or somebody that just wants to fill in and help us for a few months, or we may come out of this with a permanent, but uh, we'll, we'll know next week by the end of the week at a council meeting i'd hope we'd have something done next thursday night week from today okay um what does it take to be a city manager well most of them have a master's in some kind of public administration and uh and you actually like for them to have a little experience <laughs> uh, coming to Keene, one of the problems with Keene is and small towns all over 
the state uh, is that they uh, were training ground for him. Mm. So you can't really uh, hold on to him for for, for super long. As soon as some folks see that uh, this guy's really doing a good job over there, while they uh, start throwing out stuff uh, to entice him to move to their city, and Mm -hmm. uh, and Michael will be one of those. He's been an excellent city manager for us. He's brought more stuff to our town in form of economic development, uh, some housing additions that have started up and are going great guns right now. So, so why I understand that, like, that's how a lot of jobs are. A lot of jobs um, who have a high turnover rate uh, can't keep their employees for very long. I'm not saying that's how Keene is, but Keene is smaller. I'm sure there's more restricted budget. And that's probably why a lot of people get their experience here and move elsewhere. So what's it going to take to maybe keep a longevity within employees? Uh, I guess handcuffs and a shotgun. <laughs> All right, you win. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. I like that. <laughs> Hang on just a second. I'm just going to... I'll record this in just a second. Should, all right. All right, so as, I'm, as I've been in this role for the last month-ish... Um, I've been reaching out to a lot of the King citizens, and here are some of the questions that they've been kind of wanting to be answered. Um, question number one, if you received a million-dollar grant to use for the city in any way that you wanted, what would you do with it and why? Streets. Hmm. You know, we got a lot of water and sewer lines underneath streets that are clay right now, and they're breaking down because they, methane gas tends to break those down over years, but... When we put them in there, that was the only viable option. We didn't have uh, the plastic pipes that we mm-hmm. have now. Got so, K-Flex. Yeah, so we need to uh, redo that stuff under the street and then redo the street. And you you never want to put a street over bad pipes because you'll be digging them up you mm-hmm. know, to fix them. So we need to take some streets. And if we had a million bucks, and I'm telling you that a million bucks go about two blocks. Mm. By the time you dig up, replace all the water and sewer lines under the street and and get them out to the edge so mm-hmm. that we can hook customers back into them and then pave the street. So uh, it's kind of a evil dichotomy with some of that because to be able to do a lot of the infrastructure changes that you have within the city, you have to raise taxes to a, to a degree, right? Well, <clears throat> that's usually where it goes, but... Uh, you don't like to do that when you say raise taxes. Oh, I know. Those are two bad words. <laughs> I, know, I know. That's my point. So yeah. how is it that, is it just because Keene is such a small city that you're having some of these infrastructure issues? No. no. <clears throat> I was uh, somewhere yesterday driving in another town. And I thought, man, I, I, I want to get back to Keene, get on our smooth mm-hmm. streets compared to this. So, uh yeah they're all over fort worth got them you know yeah oh i agree even even uh so we we left the state of texas almost a year or two ago to go to louisiana the moment we left that border into louisiana it was immediately you could tell even the highways were horrific so yeah i mean every every city has terrible potholes and streets but until you get a better perspective elsewhere king is actually pretty darn good 
Yeah, and I guess we got to thank an old mayor from many, many years ago, Paul Wilson, that did a lot of curbing and guttering in the city. I'm sure there are a lot of folks that probably wanted to hang him for that, but <laughs> that's been a blessing, and and we don't realize our blessings many times until we get way past them. But mm. So how do we continually get better at asking those questions and gaining perspective? We're, we've got a 20-year uh, plan right now that the engineers have brought to us. In fact, at a council meeting just recently, uh, we reviewed that plan again. And uh, What's the 20-year plan? I'll bullet points. Streets. Well, we got, we got to go in and rebuild the water and the sewer under the street and then repave the street. And uh, it's a 20-year plan, years one through five, and we got some costs associated with that projected cost, I might say, because sometimes projected costs and real costs don't end up being the same. But it's also really helpful for you guys because the A minus rating, right? Yes. That's a big deal. Yes, it is. And so that all those resources are, are going back into infrastructure in the city, right? Yes. Awesome. So one years one to five, you'll be really focusing on the streets. What's happening with the years five through 10? Same thing. Same thing. So it for 20 years, growing. it's- Okay. That's cool. And we have a goal in each of those years to uh, reduce some streets. And uh, now we're kind of messed up again because we've got a city manager that we've got to break back into the program and yeah. and let him start building that into the budget for this coming year. Hmm. That's going to be interesting. Yes. All right. So another big question I've seen come up a lot, is there a hope for a grocery store in Keene? Uh <clears throat> I suppose I keep hearing the, the word that until we have beer and alcohol sales in Keene, that uh, we won't see a grocery store because grocery store typically wants to sell those their high profit items for yeah. them. So what's and, the hope for, for that? Because we just also got a, a smoke shop and a tattoo parlor. I think that's pretty cool. You think that's pretty cool? I mean, that's just me, though. Yeah, that's just me. Yeah, I, that's, mean, I don't know. That's good. Uh, what are your and, thoughts? Well... You know, they got a right to be there. We don't have any ordinances prohibiting them and probably wouldn't anyway. Uh, even with the conservative views we have in our town. So uh, it's just another business. Yeah, in fact, I went in there the other day. Nice. Did you get a tattoo? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't because I would never put a bumper sticker on a Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what you're saying is I ruined my Ferrari with my tattoos. Yeah, right. okay. Yeah, keep it covered up, you know. <laughs> but but anyway, hey, you know that's people's choices, and I would never put them. a bumper sticker on a Ferrari. I like that. Uh, yeah. I'm using that. Yeah, okay. I think I just made my Ferrari better, honestly. Okay, that's just me though. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I went in there to return a, one of those flags he had out by the road in a windstorm the other day, blew over by my barn. Oh. Huh. And it was up against the highway department fence. And I said, what is that? And I pulled it out and I saw on it CBD or something. I said, well, it had to come from the guy across the street. You so, don't, wait, you don't use CBD? Uh, CBD? No. Uh, I don't I don't even know what all that stands for, but uh, I don't go down that road. But anyway. <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you Google that later. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come up with something for that acronym. But, uh, <laughs> It'd be more fitting it's, for our We're just going to say it's medicine, Gary. Okay. It's, it's medicine to help us to help you sleep. That's what I've heard. <laughs> and I think a clear conscience would do you better. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. This is, I love this podcast already. This is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so back on track. Uh, 
Wait, so you didn't get a nose ring or a belly button ring? No, no. Uh, we had a bull. <laughs> we had a bull one time with one of those, and we could lead him around. And I'd be afraid that's what happened to me. <laughs> okay, so what? <sighs> I gotta take a breath for a second. <laughs> what is the hope for out? Al- is there any hope for out al- for being able to sell alcohol within Keene? Well, actually, it comes to a vote of the people. Okay. And the vote has been overwhelmingly no both times. And if that keeps us from getting a grocery store uh, for the sales tax revenue is really what would help Keen from that. Because, uh, you know, logistically, big grocery stores aren't going to put a big grocery store in every little town. What about a small market? Well, a small market would be fine. We used to have the college market there, and they sold groceries, and, and the university actually owned that whole shopping center down there on Old Betsy. Mm. Oh, okay. That was owned by them. Oh, I don't and, know that. Uh, then the bank went in there, and yeah. now that's the Adventist Book Center. Oh, okay. And then the bank built a new building down yeah. the street. But yeah. When when you see that the people there's enough people to do that, then alcohol will come to King. So if there was a pass on the alcohol vote, there would more likely be a grocery store, and then if there's a grocery store with all that sales tax revenue, that would actually go back into the city infrastructure, right? Right. right. So it's actually a big benefit to the city. Yes, if you don't have to hire a bunch more policemen to chase the guys down that are slightly inebriated well do you think that having alcohol within i don't know in the city of Keene would increase crime even though places like cleburne places like joshua sell alcohol so it's like that's i mean i don't drink a whole lot but i drink i have alcohol and um but i'm also not trash in every place and you know getting arrested here and there because I think, I mean, for the most part, it seems like Keene has a pretty strong head on their shoulders, even the citizens. So do you really think that adding alcohol to the city would increase crime? Well, uh, you'll need to talk to the DA about that because he told me one time that what Keene has is different from the rest of our county. And uh, he said, there's something over there about you folk that we don't have very many cases coming out of Keene to prosecute. So, you know, I'm not going to tie that to anything in particular, but uh, our religious beliefs are that alcohol is bad for you and that scripture says that you need to leave it alone Mm because it messes you up. You do things under the influence of alcohol that you wouldn't normally do. The temptations are much greater and easier to succumb to. So, Mm -hmm. If you follow that, maybe that's why Keene has fewer problems. I don't know. And and I certainly, I know people that drink. I mean, I don't have any problem. Caleb, you just told me you drank. I thought I you didn't. <laughs> but but that doesn't change my perspective of yeah. you. I mean. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I think it comes down to um, how much. You know, I, I think if you're responsibly drinking and you're mature and yeah. you know, hey, like, like this, but for me, a big thing is just being able to have a uh, wine with my wife, you know, being able to sit down, just sip on some, relax a little bit. And there's a lot of cool studies that actually show a glass of wine, like a once a week or something actually reduces stress and increases longevity of life. So I agree. I'm not trying to get in any real type of religious disagreement here. Yeah. Um, Cause that's not really the case yeah. at all. Right. Um, but I am kind of curious if, if the lower crime rate has to do with inking, 
has to do more with alcohol or maybe just because there's a strong core belief um, with religion there, which is really, I think that's pretty cool too. Yes. So do you also think that it could come down to uh, personal choice with alcohol? Oh yeah. And it'll always be that way. When the citizens vote that it comes to keen, I'm sure we got people that drive over here and get their, their beer and alcohol mm-hmm. now and take it home, put it in the fridge. Uh, Probably some of the guys I sit with in church sometimes. You know, who knows? I mean, you but know. It's, it's not my my problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, when it comes to seeking salvation, I've got to find my way and so do you. Mm. So I can't tell you what you should be doing and I won't. Mm. Uh, for me, I know how I'm going to live. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want my kids to live. And so we don't have any of that in our family. So. When we get together, we're usually sane. <laughs> hey, when when my family get together, we're still we'll st- we're still sane. Yeah. Sometimes we'll just have that glass of wine. You know? Yeah, yeah. And you know the stuff that's in the wine comes from the red grape. So if you drink red grape juice without being fermented, you'll get the same stuff that you're getting with your wine, but you think it's the alcohol doing to it. It's not. It's the stuff in the red grape juice. Well, I might have to disagree with you a little bit on there because I've done a lot of research on on like the empirical studies on how alcohol, there's a threshold. So it, yeah. with everything in science, there's a threshold for that money zone. Too much alcohol destroys the liver, gives you cancer, um, is not good for you, makes you make, makes you do dumb and stupid things. But there's a small threshold for being able to have a little bit of relaxation in this hyper-stressed environment that actually is super beneficial to health overall. Um, and that's empirical studies that I've researched in previously in my undergrad. But it's, again, that's that's a different perspective, and yeah. that's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, and so for me, my, how my brain works is uh, you know a little bit of alcohol is okay. Um, cause it's, it's stress relieving, especially when I was working as an EMT, I was always stressed chronically and chronic stress is actually horrific for your body. Yes, it is. Oh, it's, I was getting gray hair, wrinkled skin. I mean, I was looking 10 years older ever since I got out of the business. I, I actually look my age. Okay. <laughs> That's fun fact for you. But. Yeah. Okay. So back to, back on track. Um, really what you're saying is just the vote. Yeah. If the people want it. No worries. If they don't want it, no worries. Yeah. Either way. The city doesn't really take a position on that. Neither do I. But if the citizens vote to bring it, All right. then it'll be there. And the one benefit of being able to bring that is more tax revenue for the city. Is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Are there any other ways to get more tax revenue besides drinking alcohol in a grocery store? Uh, businesses. Okay. How do you bring business? Restaurants. It's a tough job. Yeah, especially whenever it's a dry city. Yeah, yeah, restaurants, because a lot of people like mm-hmm. to go out in the evening, have a meal, uh, hot toddy or whatever yeah. it is that they drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I can go do that. I, I can have a root beer and be just fine. Dr. Pepper is pretty good for me. I yeah, like Dr. Pepper. yeah, Dr. Pepper too. Now I'm staying away from sugar, so I don't drink much carbonated water anymore. Sugar so. will kill you just as much as yeah, alcohol. Yeah, Golly. it will. It's terrible for you, but we got it and everything in high fructose. Oh, Corn no. syrup's even worse than sugar. So. Gary, don't get me on this track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so again, getting restaurants and businesses to the city is kind of being held up by the city being dry to a point. To a point. Okay, so what's that point? I don't know. Okay. Is there a way around it? 
you got to have a good restaurant if you, and it's got to stay in business. But we seem to have a hard time keeping restaurants. They, they change frequently. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Probably because they're not really making it. Because even alcohol sales affect that too, you think? Maybe. Maybe. Or is it something else that I'm just not seeing? Yeah, I don't know. It may be alcohol sales because, you know, the bulk of our population now thinks they got to have a drink with their supper. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of in between on that, but but it's interesting. Again, this is not me trying to push any type of agenda, but it is curious the correlations that occur between restaurants and grocery stores being able to come and then sale price. Yeah, It's just how it happens that alcohol is that sale, and that's what you can tax more of, and that's what keeps business, unfortunately. So again, if there was another way to be able to increase tax revenue, have grocery stores uh, come to the city without having alcohol, then awesome. But unfortunately, our society doesn't say that's necessarily the case. Yeah. Does that sound about right to you? Sounds about right to me. Yeah. Huh, interesting. I think that was pretty much it. Um, in your opinion, last question, what do you think is going to take Keen to the next level? A good mayor. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. When you, when you say next level, what are you talking about? Next level, uh, level of what? Uh, we're already on top. So oh. I, oh, I, I honestly, I, that you're not wrong. Um, I love the small town life that Keen has. Um, I guess overall quality of life in Keen. I think the overall quality of life is very good in Keene. I have enjoyed living in Keene since 1984, and I came to school there in 1955. Yeah. Liked it then. I still like it. Uh, I do, too. I say, this is my town. Yeah. You know, I like Keene. Good good folks. I like walking down the street, and you know, going for a walk or something, greeting neighbors, waving at them on the street like we did back on the farm in Pond Creek when we knew everybody, mm-hmm. you know. All the neighbors, of course, we didn't have too many of them to know, but uh, it's just a good feeling knowing who lives around you, stopping and chatting with them. And the small town environment is a great thing. So when you when people say, well, take me to the next level, does that mean it like Burleson, which has just really grown like crazy, you know? Yeah, I don't necessarily think that growth is the next level. I don't yeah. also necessarily think that um, having a big city like Burleson is the next level. I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are, what your idea of the next level is, if there is the idea of the next level for you. I don't know where you go with the next level. Uh, you know, what are people really seeking to get to the next level? You know, we need towns that fit a lot of different people. If you like the big town, hey, that's great. You know, if we got folks in our town, you know, they'll try to quote us, well, Fort Worth doesn't do it that way. And uh, my thinking is, well, if you want it done like Fort Worth, why don't you just move there? Because mm. we can fill up your slot. Yeah. You know, there are plenty of people that would like to live in a smaller town where where people know each other and and help each other now. When you want to say next level during the water crisis, we kept that kind of going with some water for commodes and stuff. We we have wells that were pumping, even though we wasn't getting enough water to satisfy all the needs. We were turning it on 
an hour in the morning, hour in the evening, and ultimately we did it at noon too, so the commodes would flush and keep things kind of moving. You know, we still had to boil it because the pressure was low, but yeah. uh, we kept that going. Well, Southwestern Adventist University sent kids to help us pass out bottled water, mm. which FEMA supplied, and we even bought some from Lowe's that they got for us, and and other people brought in water. The county judge, Judge Harmon, helped us with that, and emergency management people of Johnson County. And these all these volunteers up by the fire station, people coming through in their cars, and we were giving them 12 bottles of water, depending on the size mm. of the bottle. But uh, just, I mean, that's what you call next level stuff. Mm. So really, so people helping people. Yeah. So there was an interesting um, study that was done with the not Hiroshima. Um, oh gosh, I forgot what what city it was in. Japan, I think it was Japan. Whenever all the tsunamis and the nuclear reactors all melted down, um, they found that the the villages and towns that knew each other's neighbors had a decreased mortality from right. all this disaster. Right. It's because they knew your neighbor. So the people that were in the urban environments who were very close minded to themselves. They found that those people actually had a really high mortality rate compared to all the other villages. But it's because, you know, if you have an 80-year-old um, elderly couple next door living by themselves, if you if, if they get in trouble, who's going to come if your city government is um, out-resourced? The person who's going to come help you is your neighbor. That's right. So that's what I like to see more in Keene. I think already Keene is, is, has done well. I think there are pockets that are... are don't really know each other super well, but I think that is growing. I think that's helpful. But like you're saying, the next level is if you don't know your neighbor, go next door and say hi. Because you never know. You may be that spot 20 years from now where you're 80 years old, can barely walk, and your neighbor is the one who's going to come save you. Well, I just walked in here and I'm nearly 80 years old, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I got I got neighbors that are 94 and I like them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to age and discriminate here, I promise. But you're also, if you're 84 years old, you're 84? 80. 80. If you're 80 years. Well, that's crazy. Amazing. You're in perfect health. Well, <laughs> if you're, not really, but uh, close. Okay. All right, all right. But compared to a lot of people, I know I, I've taken care of 50-year-olds who look like they're 100 years old and yeah. can't walk, can barely breathe. Not anything against them. It's just they're not in the type of health you are. Yeah. And I think that's around, that happens a lot. Um, so you're you're an outlier is what we say. <laughs> you're you're yeah. not the normal. I, I'm beyond what the Lord promised me. There you go. Grateful for every day. And that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Gary, I think this kind of concludes our, our monthly podcast. Um, anything else you want to say? No. Hang in there, cool. Caleb. Well, I appreciate you. Good work. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you. Yeah. All right. Have a good one. Okay. Thank you.